in life winning and losing will both happen but what is never acceptable is quitting when you feel that you're alone in this journey you really are not alone there are countless warriors who have gone through a similar journey like what you are going through today they have felt the immense pain that you are experiencing but in the end they have all healed themselves from cancer some talk about their own journey as you are listening to this right now while some have defeated pain forever but in the end they all have defeated cancer learn from them get inspired from their cancer healing journeys listen to our very own cancer warriors in this show brought to you by zen onkorayo and love heals cancer Hi Pranav ji. Hello. Hello. <laughs> welcome to Love is Cancer and Jan Ankaratayo. Well, welcome. Thank you very much. Yes. So this is Divya here from Love is yeah. Cancer and Jan Ankaratayo. And this is our Cancer Healing Journey Talks where we invite speakers who have gone through cancer, maybe as patient, caregiver, survivor to share their story so that other patients and caregiver going through the similar journey can get inspired and learn from each other. and being a survivor myself i feel that it really helps us when we listen to others journey it inspires us that when they have been through so much and came out of it so we can too and moreover it also gives us information about the treatment options and how to handle the side effects so yes thank you for being with us it's an honor first, to have you with us first hats off to you for your uh, struggle for your inevitable spirit okay <laughs> thank you So could you please introduce yourself and share your journey with us um i am pranab basu actually i retired as assistant headmaster of a government school okay but uh, after a long journey my missus my wife was suffering from metastatic colon cancer oh in 2015 she was under treatment of to bombay tata memorial okay so uh, i used i was the only uh, person to look after her because my daughter lives in chennai so okay. she couldn't come uh, she came during operation last time uh, at mumbai so uh, i took her to mumbai 9 to 10 times then um, it was the prognosis was poor from the very beginning okay. so bombay oncologist told me that uh, she could hardly uh, live one year or one and a half year mm. but even then i uh, decided firmly to take her to give her provide her comfort as much as possible so she survived two and a half years Instead of instead of one and one and a half years, she survived two and a half years, and she died a dignified death, peaceful. So just last fifteen days, uh, she was bedridden. Otherwise, uh, she was something okay. So I was the sole caregiver, and uh, I gained a lot of experience with. communicating with the doctor uh, caring the patient with empathy compassion and 
the most specially lab the lab is the word i feel so which can mitigate suffering which can eradicate pain of the patient um this lab cannot be expressed in words it uh, it is a feeling it is rather a feeling and uh, i believe she also felt um that somebody is there um, by her side she is not alone and she was completely different but she had mental power she had indomitable mental power uh, i couldn't imagine uh, that she had uh, combated a lot lot means lot a million times only thing i uh, i knew from the very beginning that it as it is metastasis so it is incurable it is not curable so one day she will go she will be sent off by me so i tried my level best as a caregiver but there are some barriers there are some fatigues there are some anxiety ori all i tried to overcome uh, with my positive thought uh, i didn't indulge uh, any negative uh, thought uh, in in me so ultimately she she was sent up by me uh, in 1917 uh, october after two and a half years then i decided to join eastern india palliative care kolkata mm-hmm. whose chairman and founder is dr sanko subramitro okay he is a renowned doctor but now he is not in india he is in australia he was very much attached with palliative india dr nimar rajagopal is a friend so i joined there as a counselor the terminal cancer patients are referred from the government hospitals and the patients are a poor pecuniary conditions they are not well to do so terminal cancer patients they come and i have to counsel them i have to communicate uh in a better way so far i can and they uh, while going they smile they're smiling the smiling face i am satisfied <laughs> having the smiling face of them uh sometimes it is very tough i think so because palliative care in india especially in west bengal starts at the end so it right. if it starts from the very beginning of the diagnosis the patient will get more comfort uh, having uh, less suffering less pain i believe so 
So I uh, I am uh, attached with this Palestine Nepali care. We um, arrange home care visit also. The patients who are almost bedridden, they cannot come to our clinic in Barakpur. So we visit with doctor or sometimes without doctor <clears throat> to boost their mental power, to assess their pain and we provide morphine as a pain management. Okay. Um, so the assessment of pain, the pain score, we have to assess. We have to calculate the pain score and not only physical pain, there are social, mental and spiritual pain also. Right. So, so as a whole, palliative care uh, is an approach and it treats the person, not the disease. This is a very uh, good, uh, it treats the person, not the disease. So I am now, now, recently I was attached with the Pallium India. I completed a fundamental course of palliative care, oh. uh, psychosocial clinicians for seven months. And I oh. <laughs> obtained the certificate also. Oh. And uh, rather, uh, I am fortunate uh, to have been associated with Pallium India. Uh, and most of Radha Gopal, Siti Rana, Rajasmi, Chandrika Radha Gopal, all, um, I'm fortunate. Actually, all <laughs> like me, actually. So, still, uh, there is a connection. And so, I actually, there is a long way to go, you know. There is a long way to go. We, we can't do uh, everything. We can't. Right. There are some constraints. There are some limitations. Uh, but the satisfaction is whatever I can, how much I can, if I devote myself, this is the final satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And now the, this is going on and I am uh, still studying a vast, vast curriculum of palliative care. There is a world, vast world. Palliative care is a vast world and uh, which is still neglected in India. Yes. Only 2% two per uh, of the patients uh, access to palliative care. And this is so, this is, I am sorry to stay this one. This awareness um, is still lacking. Yes. Right. And, uh, and you know better, you are uh, dealing with this. Uh, and uh, recently, not recently, few months back, uh, Bhavna Isar was a faculty, was taking a class. And in that, during that class, uh, she liked me and she told to convey the caregiving journey and I also uh, conveyed and she had uh, done a video and published. Okay. 
So the actually caregiving to my mind is an invisible art. Is an invisible art only felt by the receiver. And in our social structure, uh, we feel that women's women are the caregiver must be caregiver must be neglected must be ignored but on pressure they should be caregiver to our mm -hmm. husband to our father in law to our mother in law this is and this is the social um, what is this injustice i should yes. say yes. this is injustice going on and uh, at present women are more uh, empowered but still uh, there is a there is a um, feeling most of the um, aged persons that women are born to look after uh, everything anyhow so this caregiving during this caregiving compassionate fatigue must be there anxiety ori deterioration of health of the caregiver and to my mind caregiver must look after own self right otherwise otherwise caring uh, will not be perfect if yes. i become uh, sick so who will look after my uh, wife True. so i try to be uh, in uh, steady but even then sometimes it comes you know some hour some moment it comes when caring myself is ignored it happens it, yes. it happens actually so now i am engaged in this writing and studying and all these things <laughs> okay so, so i am actually i am i am lucky that you have um, uh, found me from facebook i i couldn't yes. see in that <laughs> Yes, I read your journey. It's really very inspiring. And first of all, heads up to you and your courage. The work you are doing, really heads up to you. Uh, actually, what you know, this work, this study, this engagement makes me feel that I am not alone. The loneliness is evaded. and uh, otherwise you know at this age now i am 73 plus okay <laughs> now i am 73 plus so you don't look like that <laughs> <laughs> at the age of 70 i lost my wife oh. so uh, normally frustration comes depression comes so this engagement this involvement uh makes me 
feel that okay i am it i am okay <laughs> okay so when you were a caregiver to your wife how did you manage your mental health like there are many things that goes in your mind many things you need to manage so how you managed everything actually i managed everything in the way that uh, whenever critical time comes i became worried no doubt but there is a doctor in kolkata sarnobindu banerji mm-hmm. who who was in bombay tata memorial once upon a time now he is in medical college he supported me over telephone i whenever i am in distress i telephoned him day that night also and he had so much medical ethics that he replied and he advised and according to his advice i succeeded <laughs> i didn't indulge in uh, negativity okay by this one i managed and one thing i must tell you that when the end of her life is knocking at the door i knew that she will be hardly 10 to 15 days not more than that i i could i could uh, feel that one hmm. anyhow i could feel that one means uh, communicating with the doctor the prognosis because i studied the uh, disease i studied the disease and how it progresses do you know that first operation was in calcutta okay then chemotherapy started in mumbai hmm. then again it relapses the tumor oh. progresses then the board there was a board meeting at tata memorial tms in that board meeting they decided the last option is there no guarantee but last option is there that a major operation which will take 16 hours so the board doctors called us myself and my missus and told that what is your decision this is the last option my wife told yes i will go i will have the operation and i also but it took 10 hours not 16 hours but that time the doctors i to i felt that it it may um, prolong her life just one year more but unfortunately uh, it prolonged up to four months only not four months five months only right five months only. Oh. anyhow 
that doesn't matter but uh, during the that time the second time i was rather uh, having mental distress you know but even then i made me understand the reality of acceptance because death is inevitable yes. and there is no system that we both will go at a time yes. there is no system <laughs> so yes. one has to go um, before so in that way i controlled myself i managed myself all the mental distresses <laughs> and i feel that our death has alleviated completely her pain she has been freed from pain yes. and this is my satisfaction because you know cancer patients during last few days or few months it is horrible is a horrendous yes. pain they suffering yes. and i feel happy that okay she has to go and she has gone early not suffering a long bedridden state and she has been freed from pain <laughs> right hats off to your wife too she's really an inspiration that's <laughs> right 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 you are yes yes inspiration yes so so this during this journey caregiving hmm i feel that caregiver must have a preliminary knowledge particularly primary caregiver must have a preliminary knowledge of the disease and yes they should not tell uh, the false hope they should not give false hope right because false hope uh, rebounds and rebounds in a uh, disastrous moment okay yes one should accept whatever it is yeah, yeah. it's hard it, but uh, yes we should accept it is hard no doubt it yes. is hard it is yes. hard but but we have to yes we have, we to, have to we have to accept the reality yes so what were the treatment methods your wife had gone through uh first operation okay in kolkata then chemotherapy chemotherapy eight cycles okay. first four cycles then four mm-hmm. cycles eight chemotherapy then again uh, oral chemo oral chemo that is also eight cycles mm-hmm. then again four chemo cycles that is not uh, intravenous to the hospital but in a, a fall free last chemo cycles was fall free okay hmm. 
So it continues 48 hours oh. with a bottle. Oh. They, by bearing the bottle, it, it goes slowly and 48 hours, then the bottle is finished, then another oh. after 21 days. Okay. So this is, this is uh, the uh, peculiar chemotherapy. I think it is palliative um, therapy. I think so. I am not sure. <laughs> I can, okay. I can, uh, so second time operation, the two operation and this chemo chemotherapy, oral, IV, and all these things. And supportive medicines also. Supportive medicines means uh, to keep up the healthy status, at, at least taking vitamin, taking iron, tablet, taking other uh, nutritious food, all these things. Okay. Yes. Actually, problem is was there, she was diabetic. Oh. She was diabetic. She was hypertension patient. Oh. She was thyroid patient. Oh. You, it, don't take it otherwise. When this happens, this cancer came, I told my missus, wife, mm. that now you are VIP because you are having diabetic, diabetes, you are having hypertension, you are having thyroid. And this oh. adds. So you have become a VIP, VIP, very, very important person. <laughs> so she smiled. <laughs> yes. The way you took it, it's really amazing. Truly <laughs> really amazing. Actually, I feel that in this way, patient and the caregiver or the close relative should be in close touch. Yes. In a in a um, soothing atmosphere, not in a right. very much distressing atmosphere. Yes. Now you tell me, what about you? Yes, so I was diagnosed with blood cancer in mm. 2017. Mm. Uh, I was just about to enter my new path to the life. I was mm. studying in college. It was my first semester Achoo. and I was having my exams mm. and in between the exams, I was diagnosed with blood cancer. So I had to drop my studies and continue with the treatment. So yes, I underwent through chemotherapy and radiation. And in between the treatment, I was ventilated too. Doctors mm. totally gave up that uh, she might not survive more. But for me, I came out of it. And yes, here I am now. You will be. You will be. I believe so. I <laughs> wish you will be. Thank yeah, you, you so much. Be. Because your Facial expression, you are smiling. <laughs> Tells me that you have that spirit. <laughs> and you will win. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome. Yes. So you told about the caregivers. So uh, can you tell some points that how caregivers should take uh, care of themselves? How they can de-stress themselves? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very good, very good, very good point. Very good. 
so caregiver must take nutritious food so far yeah. possible she must she must the he must be he must do exercise physical exercise yes yoga meditation which will calm down the stress yes exercise yoga meditation will calm down the stress she will have talk when she will be free she will have talk with her friends with her nearest friends or relatives just mm-hmm. expressing her feelings to yes. share yes not to all not to all i am specifically categorically telling not to all but to limited personality who are with her or him because why i told not to all there are persons who um, advise in a wrong way sometimes yes i feel so so yeah okay then he or she must have sleep but sometimes sleep is interrupted yes. i couldn't sleep at night sound sleep i couldn't sleep at night sound in a sound way for last 3 4 months so somehow sleep is there she must have if caregiver is fond of music mm-hmm. so he must have listen to music yes so music not only he but the patient also yes because i i know my missus my wife was fond of music okay. when pain when pain was in unbearable she used to listen to music deeply pain is relieved oh this is my observation okay <laughs> and this music therapy for the patients for the cancer patients specially is very very relevant yes right and recently i had known tara rajendran dr tara rajendran yes she is she is um a brilliant girl brilliant doctor and musician also i had met her in guwahati conference okay so i went to guwahati conference uh, this year february oh. international conference of palliative care oh yeah yeah i i i i went there okay. <laughs> so <laughs> i had a poster presentation also okay i had a poster presentation also wow. uh, regarding the pain management and morphine use use oh. and the abuse of morphine so there i met 
uh, a few personalities out of that tara was there hmm. oh. so the music therapy acha that is so music and even um, in this way the caregiver has to divert his or her mental stress to some other thing yes but while caring she must devote to caring and uh, communication with the doctor is a, is a very primary thing the prime thing how to communicate how yes. to convey the um, health status of my patient this reporting is a very very primary thing prime thing i know some many cannot report in a total way so if i could report in a good manner doctor also will be doctor's advice will be effective otherwise yes true yes the so communication with the doctor is the prime uh, thing and the caregiver also will be satisfied yes i have i yes. have done i have got conveyed this doctor has advised my patient is okay better yes <laughs> so these are the things uh, caregiver must uh, follow yes so could you uh, some uh, share some points that uh, when they do all these things uh, they should not feel guilty that uh, why they are uh, like leaving their patient for some moments and uh, giving time to themselves because there are many care- caregivers who feels guilty while doing uh, ca- taking care of themselves so can you please share some yes, points yes, on yes, that yes 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 very good point guilt will come if during my relaxation time if the patient condition deteriorates so guilt will come yes but i think this off time should be uh, should be selected should be um, taken while the patient is in sleep or in rest okay one day i could recollect because you have uh, made me recollected <laughs> uh, one day i went down uh, for some work and my missus my wife used to was to go to bathroom okay so my sister in law was there at that time okay but my missus became very much angry because i was not there so i rushed to her before going i took her then she settled down but guilt uh, haunts me haunted me why i have gone to uh, downwards downstairs i should not have gone this uh, initial guilt was there but anyhow it will 
guilt will be uh, managed too much feeling guilty is bad yes if you if you feel if the caregiver feels too much guilt it is bad it is not good right yes so you counsel patients and caregivers in palliative care right yeah yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. could you please uh, share some experiences uh i am telling you one patient we went to the home care visit she was bedridden okay she is not she is now no, no more but even then i and my colleagues two colleagues were there she was almost bedridden she kept quiet calm her husband told that she is in a vegetative state i told let me see so i talked to her in a very um, cool manner i wanted to talk king by from her that is active listening i i wanted to active listening actually yes. so she woke up she sat then i told her not the, not about the disease i never told her about the disease about the prognosis of the disease i asked her acha are you fond of song in school life or college life did you sing she just yeah i sang but now i cannot why not you can so i told her son to um switch on the uh, tape hmm. and i told her that listening you will also sing she sang can't imagine she sang two three oh. lines she sang yeah wow wow and she was she was very much happy then i told her will you move walk no no i cannot i can't i can't and who told you i can you can't let me see so i just um took her her waist caught hold her hand let let us uh, walk he will not fall i am there she came with me just one room to another room then she told that i am respiratory trouble is there so i went back so this in this way actually i try to counsel i try to not counsel i try to provide comfort and feel that so she told you are my elder brother she told you are my elder brother you come again i told wow. yes i'll i'll come again wow <laughs> truly inspiring this is one example there are so many 
yes so what were your what were the symptoms your wife had how it got diagnosed yeah she suddenly got excessive pain in the stomach oh we were oh no first she had uti urinary tract infection okay so i took her to kolkata doctor doctor told me this is nothing it, uh, it will be subsided so there is a medicine course completed but during the course she had blood secretion with urine oh. so i phone telephoned him he told let 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 is uh, two months uh, then he will come there was no pain but while we were touring nearby in west bengal one day she had excessive stomach pain on the way that is the first symptom she it appeared and then the pain increases at home so we took her to doctor doctor immediately told that ct scan you do ct scan so ct scan it appeared that uh, tumors are very much aggressive it is like when operation after operation i saw it is like octopus octopus you know yes yes octopus you know just like octopus oh and it originates at colon but it um, penetrates into the urinary bladder oh. intestine and all through the stomach oh. so this was the symptom first it appeared uh if it is localized in colon if it was localized in colon mm-hmm. i am sure she could have survived another 15 years oh but as it was not localized in colon it was metastasis from the very beginning actually that guilt you know you told me that guilt i was having guilt i asked bombay doctor one day mm-hmm. do you tell me please doctor whether i am late in bringing my wife here doctor told no your biology of the disease is such that it has already aggravated you are not late Yeah. So that that time guilt has vanished. <laughs> Otherwise, I was feeling also guilt. Okay. So, were there any lifestyle changes or any uh, diet plans you changed? You took 
simple way i cook myself uh and yes so could you please uh, tell us about that uh, when patients are on this journey uh, people don't know what to uh, say to them what to tell them to motivate them they actually try to motivate them by telling uh, like be positive and all but uh, uh, this is a very sensitive journey so we need to take care of our words so what are things we should say to patients or caregiver and what are the things we should not use we should not use any uh, word or sentence that will touch her or him regarding the disease the for example if i visit any patient hmm i will not tell how are you i will not ask how are you yes i believe so this how are you will not be asked directly but how are you feeling now i will ask her or him how are you feeling now so then she or he will uh, tell i have to listen in a very active and deep way one should not tell oh you are you will be no more yes you have you have been uh, you have uh, been affected with cancer 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 no no answer cancer no answer it was a, it was a speech it was a saying but now cancer is answer yes because treatment the development of treatment is rapidly doing but one thing is there that the patients who are very poor who don't have any pecuniary uh, conditions are poor they suffer they suffer a lot actually yes. this so in this way one should not uh, see uh, if i check the pressure blood pressure of a patient who is in this mental distress the mm. cancer patient is always in mental distress yes it is it is it is it is a common thing yes so i should not i will note down the pressure if she or he asks what is the pressure if it is too high 
I will be telling that yes, you are having high, but it will be uh, it will be controlled. Don't worry, it will be controlled. Yes. In this way, communication will be there. So far, I believe. Yes, right, <laughs> right. The point you touched uh, when people asked, "How are you?" So it was on my journey when people used to ask me that, "How are you?" On what is going in your life? So I was so confused that what to say. Mm. There are uh, yeah. thousands of things going daily, and uh, yeah. you can't even express them in words. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah, very yeah. confusing. Very confusing. So I don't like this uh, question. Actually, yes. I don't like. I. I tell my colleagues uh, who are in middle college, there are kiosks. Actually, kiosks uh, is there. So I just take class uh, with them. I was telling that day, don't ask any patient, "How are you?" Yes. Tell them today, "How are you feeling today?" But in COVID nineteen, during this COVID nineteen, how are you spending? Huh? Yes. Let them talk. Yes. You listen to them. Yes, true, very true. Oh. One thing you tell, you tell me. Mm -hmm. Yes. If I, if I ask a cancer patient, if I tell the cancer patient. Yes. You are deteriorating. What health you have done? What health is there? Is it a good question? No, obviously no. Not at all. Not at all, right? <laughs> It is a crime if anybody asks this one, tells this one, I am. I will be telling that he is doing crime. Right. Why? I am observing. Yes, disease, terminal cancer, health, um, the disease will deteriorate. Will be deteriorated. But why should I remind her or him? She will be. Tell me again. They say, "I feel fifty percent of the disease is cured mm. through good communication, good counseling, mental right. power. Yes, and rest fifty percent is on medicine. Right. I think you will agree. Yes, yes. I think you will agree. Yes, I truly agree with this. <laughs> Yes. The patient try to divert their mind from this cancer word, but there are people uh, who regularly remind them that okay, you have cancer. Why your health is, is deteriorating? This, this is, is very wrong. This is very wrong. This is very wrong. People should talk. Uh, people should talk uh, things other than cancer. It yeah. might help uh, patients yeah, and yeah, caregivers yeah. too. Yeah, right. yeah, yes. Yeah. Another another thing I am telling you, uh, we I and my, one of my colleague Runa went to a house. The lady was a nurse. Okay. She got cervical cancer, and she was in a very mental distressing stage. Oh. Her husband is a doctor. Still practicing. Oh. Hmm. We went there. 
I didn't tell about the disease or something like that. I told sister, um, what are you doing now? Then I told her, so doctor, that uh, doctor husband tested me through discussion. So I told him that there are deposits of peritoneal cavities. These peritoneal cavities, I knew from my missus um, disease. So I, I had discussion with the doctors. Yes. So then doctor kept quiet. Yeah, told her, yes. I told her to sit down, wake up, sit down, have a song. Oh, oh. not song. I, I, I just asked her in college life. How, how you are in college life, student as a student. <laughs> so wow. in that way, she was motivated and you can't imagine, she sang a song, beautiful song, Ravindra Sangeet. Okay. And she, then I told that her husband also a singer. Oh. Hmm. So I told her that, uh, you do it. I want to listen to it. So she told, wow. he will not. Said, Why not? <laughs> I motivated her husband to sing a duet. She got up from the bed, came to the dining place, living dining place, drawing room, oh. sat down for one hour and oh. chatted with us. Wow. <laughs> wow. I feel that this counseling, this one, depends on the uh, situation. Yes. Depends on the situation of the person. And it is dynamic. It is not a rigid one. Yes. I, I think so. It is a, not a rigid one. Yes. A fixed, no fixed rule is there. Yes. Mm. <laughs> it depends on patient to patient and caregiver yeah, to caregiver. Yeah, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. their journey is, what their, yes, yes, yes. what their mental state is. Yeah, 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 yes, 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 yes. 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 <laughs> so, what do you do now? Your How is your life going now, your personal and professional life? Like, uh, my life is going that uh, I am involved in EIPC, I am involved in uh, writing, I am involved in wow. uh, studying um, more and more. Hmm. <laughs> and... <laughs> I want to go deeper to deeper into the palliative care psychology. Yes. So I had, I, I attend webinars. I attend mm-hmm. uh, many webinars from Palliative India, Caregiver Sati, ISW, IAPC, um, <laughs> International also. So wow. I, I put a question there also. Hmm. So this, in this way, wow. time is. And sometimes when I feel alone, sometimes then I try to recollect the sweet memories of our 
टूरिंग टू दर्टिकुलरली हिल स्टेशन सो ड्यूरिंग द टूर वीर हैविंग जॉयफुल मोमेंट्स नो डाउट अबाउट सो एनी मैसेज यू वॉन्ट टू गिव टू पेशेंट्स और केयर गिवर्स don't indulge in negativity be positive outlook accept the reality fight to the last yes wow for comfort with empathy compassion and love is the word which is really priceless which is inner meaning is there yes love and love i feel you know dibba i feel that love is eternal yes isn't it yes hmm? eternal love <laughs> thank you so much it's really very inspiring <laughs> talking to you very and right. so much also, to learn I, from you <laughs> i am also <laughs> very much um, overwhelmed with your um, museum meeting <laughs> okay yes. i think uh, we will be in association isn't yes. it yes uh, yes in true future? yes in yes absolutely yes okay 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 thank you so much thank you for your time and oh, no 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 again no heads out to you <laughs> yes no. thank you happy to have you with us thank you have a great day yes okay